friends at Tivoli Brewing Company and the Department of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at MSU Denver, this is Unfiltered. And here are your hosts, Jay Schrader and Dr. Samuel Jay. As many of you know, this is the week of SipFest, the Shelter-in-Place Beer Festival. That is going to be our virtual beer fest. It's going to be happening on Saturday, April 11th, noon to 6. If you want to grab a ticket, a t-shirt, got some onesies up there now, you can make a a sponsorship donation. All of those proceeds are going to be going back to Colorado craft beer employees who have been affected by COVID-19 layoffs, uh, loss of hours, etc. Once again, that's the Shelter in Place Beer Festival. It's all virtual, happening Saturday, April 11th, noon to 6. If you order your Colorado craft beer through the Handoff app, if you can find it wherever you get your apps, you can also find the skill for your smart speaker. If you use Handoff to do your pickup or your delivery, they're going to give a dollar back to the SIP Beer Fest that will go as part of our donation to those Colorado craft beer employees. So make sure if you are ordering your beer, you use the Handoff app because, again, it's a Denver-based app company. They are all about supporting the community, and we're partnering partnering with them on this particular project. That's the SipBeerFest.com, and then the app I was just talking about was the Handoff app. So check it out. Enjoy this week's show. Everybody be safe out there. We'll see you Saturday. Yeah, I'm out of time, guys. I know, just we like that. He's absolutely done. He's absolutely done. Uh, we're back for. Can you blame week. him? Jay and I are back for yet another week of uh, the Zoom meetings. I don't know. Um, I'm really excited to start doing these in person again. This was like this is the, today was the day I was like, ah, this is so much better. We can get back uh, doing these in person. But um, Jay, we have a very special guest today. Uh, one with Mr. Uh, Matthew Matty Peets, the uh, the figurehead. The uh, the brains behind Propagate Labs. Welcome to the show, Matt. Yeah, can you build me up a little more before uh, before we start? What I else mean, you got I, for me? I, I, Man, I, myth, I, legend. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, we've been trying to do this for a while. I met Matthew a few months ago. He came into Metro Radio Studio and did an interview for um, the brew school podcast knew immediately he was one of the smartest people i had ever met um and then over the course of the last two months three months uh, continue to hear from breweries who are turning away from uh the big names and they're going to this this crazy ass colorado-based startup uh, named propagate labs to get their yeast so how's that matt does that work is that is that enough? Oh, the- yeah, that works. My ego is sufficiently one. inflated okay good, i got good, an good. even better one there's a car in our neighborhood that the license plate is like yeast 44 or something. And at least on two occasions now, my wife has like yelled while we're driving down the road. She goes, isn't that Anna pizza's son's kid's car? Da, 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 Cause it says yeast. And I'm like, it could be a baker. could be. A-. And she goes, no, no, no. I'm convinced it's Matt's car. Just what kind of car yeast. is it? It might be my it's car. It's <laughs> like a shitty little red, uh, Ah, a red Corolla. It is a shitty little red Corolla. Is that your is car? Is that you? Yeah, that's my car. That's yeast so something? Awesome. Is that who I was just driving the dealer? It could have been my wife driving it too. On it. Uh, oh. Mine's a little red Corolla that just says yeast on the back. Oh uh, no, this one had a number in it. I think maybe not. Now I'm gonna have to go ask her because it did not look like your wife, and I know what your wife looks like because we drop off at the same time occasionally. So, for the record, Jay not, isn't even. I drinking. take it back. It's not. I take it back. It's not shitty. It's not a shitty car. Toyota Corolla is extremely gas efficient. Yeah. Fuel efficient. Um, comfortable. Sounds like a Corolla. 
Yeah, it smells like it sounds like a car that a guy with a PhD would. I would I drove and drive. I drove two Corollas. Tanya's yelling from down the stairs. She said actually it did say just yeast. Did it say yeast or yeast with the number, Tanya? Uh, it was your. It must have been your wife, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a terrible joke right now, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to lay off that one. Yeah, please don't. Let's We're unfiltered, but not that unfiltered. <laughs> so, and I think my wife's probably yeah. listening too. So, um, Matthew Peets, uh, tell us what is Propagate Labs for those folks uh, who are unawares. Give us the kind of uh, the three to four minute elevator pitch. Let's hear it. So we're a, uh, we're a wholesale food manufacturer, technically, which doesn't sound very fun, but what we really do is grow yeast for craft breweries. Um, and so we, uh, we've just got a bunch of stainless steel tanks um, and a HEPA filtered room and uh, we mix up a bunch of sugar, sugary feed media for yeast and grow up different yeast strains in it. We've got... Um, I probably have a collection of 200 plus yeast. Um, a, a number of strains people are familiar with, uh, like the California ale yeast or some of the more popular lager yeast. But then I've got a collection of strains I've pulled from Belgium. Um, a whole bunch of these quike yeast that are notorious for fermenting at 95 to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and so we're just trying to do a really broad range of yeast strains that you can't find anywhere else. Um, but still kind of cover all the bases for um, what what people are normally using. And then our big thing is we keep our like 12 uh, most popular yeast strains on hand as best as we can um, so that you can get yeast tomorrow uh, if you want to brew with it tomorrow. What are, what are so, I guess, do those top 12, what are the top 12 and then do they change? Yeah, there is some seasonality to it. So um, we do California ale yeast. That's probably the most popular. Uh, we've got a, we call hazy IPA, uh, which is like a London ale three type yeast. That, that's what everybody's using for like a New England IPA. We've got a juicy IPA yeast that's a little more alcohol tolerant. We do a Colorado Kolsch yeast that I isolated Ooh. from uh, Gold Spot Brewing, which is oh, pretty nice. popular. Um, most Kolsch yeast doesn't flocculate at all, so it leaves the beer really cloudy. And the strain does, and so it's really easy for craft brewers to use it. Uh, we carry a, what we call Ondex Lager. Uh, it's from the Ondex Monastery in Germany. It's probably the world's most common Sweet. lager yeast. Um, we do a Czech Pills yeast. Um, depending on the season, we do either uh, like an Irish ale yeast or a Scottish ale yeast. Uh, we keep a couple of quike yeast on hand. Um, the most popular, which is uh, Voss, and it ferments uh 85 degrees fahrenheit makes almost no off flavors it makes just a little bit of orange ester and so you can ferment a beer uh, i know tivoli ferments a beer from 10 plato down to terminal gravity in 18 hours with it so you can make a beer when you you can ferment a beer in two days and have it ready to serve by the third or fourth day Okay, so obviously, so, I know Jay has a question, and I keep freaking cutting it off. But I want to, I want to. I'm sure Jay, you have a, a good follow up. As a beer drinker, why does that matter to us? Like that, what, hey, that, and that, Matt, that, don't be afraid to let the kids or the wife jump in the middle of this because. Yeah, can not? you hear my daughter yelling? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife and son are upstairs having a fight right now. So <laughs> nice. Anyway, Sam, um, repeat. What is, yeah, what so does it matter to us? That, that. Well, so the, the coolest thing about these quike yeast for the consumer is that they do a bunch of biotransformation, which about like maybe 
five to seven years ago, um, Chad Jacobson at Crooked Stave, I first heard him give a talk about biotransformation. And the idea is you take one flavor component and the yeast changes it to something else. <laughs> and at the time, it was just like voodoo black magic that like he had some supporting evidence for. Um, but actually, Ethan um, Sai at Metro State in Tivoli, he's done a bunch of research on this now. Um, and there's actually a whole bunch of hot terpenes that the yeast change from tasting uh, like one flavor component to another. Um, and these quike yeasts all biotransform these flavor components at a really high level. And so mm -hmm. for a consumer, what it means is you end up with a IPA or a pale ale or something like that that has new flavors that you can't get from hops. Uh, a lot of pineapple flavors, um, a lot of citrus flavors. Um, and so these yeasts, for whatever reason, just they tear apart hop compounds and turn them into different flavors. That's fucking crazy. Jaybird, yeah. go ahead, ask your questions because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm being a little bit of a what's the word uh, a, a zoom hog wow i'm um, i'm accustomed to it in live shows so why would it matter today true, true um i don't even know if it fits into the conversation at this point but matt you've used a lot of big words first of all um Sorry. and and you gotta remember <laughs> that i was not there for the interview on brew school um, and maybe not all of our listeners have heard the Brew School interview. So let's back up before your inventory. Tell us what qualifies you to even have this company. I mean, are you doing this in the garage or the basement? Um, do you have any advanced degrees? Are you any kind of professor? Help us out a little bit here. Is Walter White of Colorado Yeast? There you go. Actually, that's a rad. Like we're gonna have to get him a hat now. I know, and a goatee. Like I'll shave my head and start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I've got a master's in cell biology from the University of Colorado. Um, for the longest time, I thought I wanted to be a wildlife biologist, and so right out of college, I went and got this job. Um, I, I was a toad researcher, and so I'd go catch toads, and we'd swab them because they've got this weird fungus. And I hated it. It was six months of like standing in cold puddles in the rain trying to catch toads. Oh my God. Um, but at the same time, I had gotten a home. Actually, kit. sounds kind of fun. <laughs> it's fun for the first like three weeks and then, then, then it gets a little it. tedious. Yeah. Um, I got a homebrew kit when I graduated college. And so this whole time I was homebrewing also. And I decided that's what I wanted to do instead. So I went back to school, got my master's. Um, and the, I, I chose to go to UCCS for that because they had a, um, yeast biologist, um, who was doing a bunch of advanced research with yeast. Um, and I figured that kind of like tie into beer because he's using yeast and things kind of spiraled from there. Um, I tell people growing yeast is my only employable skill. <laughs> and so I've done that for biofuel research, for cancer research. Um, and then about seven years ago i left biofuel research where i was growing yeast to start growing yeast for craft brewers what's your relationship to craft beer then i mean obviously this is how you got into growing yeast but when did those two collide i mean obviously you just said kind of after you were done with the biofuel thing but how long had the other trajectory trajectory been going in terms of your love of craft beer was that kind of a, a something that's been going on in your life for a long time yeah i mean i um pretty much when I turned 21, I started drinking 
well before then but <laughs> beer. Um, you're like i got hooked on fat tire um loved fat tire uh and the my advisor at uccs he also led this uh rocky mountain microbrewing symposium that was all about um beer and it the idea was that industry experts would meet with uh kind of professional scientists and exchange knowledge about beer and hops and malt and all that stuff so i kind of got involved um while i was doing my masters with the craft brewing community and what about growing up um i've met your dad once or twice and as i understand it he's got a pretty big affinity for whiskey so did you have some some influence come from that perspective as well or um was this just all self-developed talents and and uh, loves thank you Emmy. um <laughs> is she bringing you a, is she bringing you a refill i got a dinosaur egg uh nice. oh even better Store. jackpot um yeah he always drank fat tire growing up i mean i don't think i ever saw him drink uh you know like light lager or anything like that and so i think that's probably why i started drinking um nicer beer but him and i that's one thing i've been able to share with my dad that i've really enjoyed we go to collab fest or gabf and stuff like that so it's a nice overlap. yeah my my dad is a bush light for life kind of a guy which is the most distressing thing ever <laughs> um i, well, I managed to get try him. uh you know i got him to drink uh new belgium day blazer on sunday oh there you go you know, he was like, is it going to kill me? And I was like, no, you're still going to be able to walk back the six blocks to your house. Um, and I found a half full one laying around the house later out that evening. Not sure if it was his or mine, um, but I passed it off either way. COVID-19 be damned. <laughs> yeah, no shit. My God, you got to build up that immune system for sure. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. So what's, uh, I, I know kind of aside from propagator, are you still doing the Regis thing? Yeah, I also direct, uh, Regis has a certificate in applied craft brewing, and I direct the certificate there. Okay. Um, so it's like a, it's 16 credits, it's four classes and an internship. So it's it's really targeting people who have a, a full-time job and they're trying to get their foot in the door. So out of curiosity. Sam, we know a, a guy in that program, don't we? We do? Who? I don't remember. Who uh, who was our, uh, our audience viewer at chain reaction uh evan Beggs, is that right oh, yeah okay, okay. yeah evan's you know evan right now yeah yeah good evan's uh evan's the husband of a co-worker of mine and i was oh, tasked yeah. with finding him in a apprenticeship which i did not find him so <laughs> well i think he's got one now at uh platt park so yeah yeah he pulled that off pretty quickly so um my job was really pretty easy yeah and charlie at uh tivoli he went through the program also Oh, Charlie did? I didn't realize that. Yep. Okay. Charlie's yeah. a good dude. I think it's kind of awesome that the, the brewer there came from Regis's program. So. That's awesome. <laughs> That's actually really funny. That is, yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know which one Charlie is. Sam, you'll have to point him out to me next time. Uh, Charlie's a pretty quiet guy. He's, he's the uh, <laughs> yeah. other. Yeah, you, you would you would recognize him if you saw him. He always has a hat on. Uh, really, really good dude. He just had a kid, too. Charlie's got a – Charlie and Nate. Yeah, just he just had a kid. Gosh, man. Something in the beer. It must be the yeast. For sure. Um, out of curiosity, Matt, I want to kind of, you know, strum the uh, the expertise of, of your experience in academia. Uh, what are you hearing in terms of the future of the program, knowing what's going on now? 
I, I, I hear it from Ethan and, and, you know, Scott over at Metro, but like what, what's going on at Regis? Are people scared? Is it going to be okay? Uh, I mean, so I've heard, uh, I've always heard the beer is recession proof. I think this is going to be a real test as to whether that's true. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people, I mean, there were already several craft breweries that closed this year in yeah. Colorado. And I think it's in large part, there was this big boom three to five years ago. And now everybody's lease is being renewed. Um, it's, this is just like another reason to maybe, to maybe get out. Um, it was unfortunate, but I, I think there's, we were already in a spot where there's going to be some consolidation and closing. And I, I think this is probably going to uh, accelerate that. So does that mean, I guess, in, does that mean more people go through a Regis type program or a Metro type program in your opinion? You know, as I think it means fewer people try and become a brewer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just going to be less jobs. So. Oh my God. There's going to be a realization. You think that uh, it's not a sustainable career depending on the environmental circumstances or things like that. Is that what it, you're seeing or you just think there's going to be a clamber for whatever jobs are left when all this, when all the dust settles. Being a brewer is a hard job. It is yeah. super physical. There are long days. The pay is not great because there's, there's a million people that want that job. And so unfortunately the, the capitalist solution to that is you don't have to pay people very much money to do that job. And I, I think there's just going to be a lot fewer people entering the pipeline. The incentives of, to, to have that job have gone down. You really have to be passionate. It has to be a, I, I want to do this because I'm super passionate about beer. You're obviously crazy plugged in to things. Uh, I don't know if Jay and I are at that same level, but I think uh, the three of us probably do have a perspective that most beer drinkers don't have. What do you foresee the future of craft beer to look like other than things closing down? Like what does the distribution model look like? What, what, what does the successful craft brewery look like a year from now, in your opinion? Is it a, is it a Denver beer coast type thing? Is it a woods boss, smaller place? Um, what, what happens? So I, I mean, obviously the margin of selling beer across the bar is the highest. And so I think people who, who are, who can cover all their expenses selling beer across the bar are going to be totally fine. I think that's a fantastic model. The people I know that have three to seven barrel breweries, they are, they're happy. They don't need a lot of staff. They're able to make new and exciting beers with every batch. I think they're going to be fine. It's the people who have tried to jump into distribution that that is just not it's not a winning game and i th i think like a knotted root i really like what they're doing he he makes beer mostly for the tap room and then he makes four packs of 16 ounce cans of beer that he knows people are willing to pay like an honest price for you know his his four packs are are expensive but that's the the true cost of that beer you know he's putting in three to five pounds of hops per barrel it's really, it's a really premium product. And so his model works is people who go and try and sell a six pack of beer for $10, a can at the liquor store and a craft brewer can't do that. They don't, they don't have the scale to do that. That's the, it. So the, the profit on a barrel of beer at Coors I've heard is a dollar, a dollar per barrel. Holy and shit. so there, there's literally, yeah, there's no, there's no margin in canning beer. So I guess um, 
what you know we were talking to shawnee last week shawnee and justin uh is it what who's justin at stage 26 what's his last name bakari bakari i can't remember uh yeah i can't remember justin's last name i should right it's one of the edit we're gonna edit that out no no, no i'm gonna leave it in there i don't know if justin <laughs> listened. He's, we've been trying to get him on the show forever we had to do a but we did a, a happy hour with him last week um and they were talking about sales etc cetera, etc cetera. and laws we got into kind of laws i guess from who you're talking to and the people that you're discussing things with, I'm, I, I would guess that the Brewers Guild probably puts their foot on the, on the pedal when it comes to delivery and, and to go beer now that it's kind of been open. Is that what your, is that what your sense is? I mean, breweries are going to be able to deliver and do to go beer now into perpetuity. Yeah. I have no idea about that. I have a hard time seeing that being the case. I, yeah, I feel like you're going to see the, the state legislature or whoever is going to be burdened with figuring that out clamp down real fast, real hard. Really? Look at how long it took us to put craft beer in grocery stores. Yeah. And the margin, again, is not good. Unless they're charging you to deliver, they are probably just breaking even on that crowler that they brought you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, it's okay a, with paying, I'm okay with paying for delivery at that point, I think, personally. Um, I am too. I don't know. As Sam, as Sam pointed out the other day, I think the bigger problem is not owning a brewery right now, but looking at what the landscape is like owning a liquor store three to six months down the road or a year down the road when people realize they prefer to support this industry, they prefer to go directly to the source, and God forbid, maybe just maybe they're allowed to continue to deliver um, and figure out how to build it into their model, which takes liquor stores even more out of the equation. It's true. But liquor stores yeah, are I, so, on, sorry, I mean, I, I, sorry, I'm going to cut you off, Matt. If it's, we're learning over the last two years, liquor stores make their money on wine and liquor, and they always have. Yeah. And beer just happens to be a thing that often will bring people in, but they don't make much money off the beer sales. It's all that premium wine and liquor anyway. So I'm not sure. I know you're saying, Jay, but I don't know. We're still probably going to pay a little extra to get something that's that's difficult to to find uh here in town right we're still we're going to drink local and continue to do that but i mean if there's a six pack of of uh something we can get from the only on the east coast it's there or i mean fremont um is selling a lot of beer now here because it's a good beer i want to see rubens on shelves here there's a lot of uh california beers i'd love to see on shelves so i don't know i mean i think maybe you're right we have a lot to see sorry so you guys go ahead sorry let's yeah. let's go down a different path go let's go down a different path go let's we're gonna take me change directions here this is a days of our lives moment for for maddie Pete's here propagate is not your first venture into the yeast world is it not no uh, i co-founded uh, inland island also uh, back in 2014 and it's kind of a big it, deal that's kind of what I'm getting at, but, yeah. but leaving seems like a big deal too. I mean, was that hard for you to leave or are you in a better place now? I mean, it, it was not uh, my first choice, but it's been really nice to start over with a clean slate. Uh, I've gotten to do everything the way I would prefer to do it. Um, I mean, one of the big things is now all the yeast we're growing is in stainless steel fermenters. I think that's, I've tried to make us have the highest quality product in the state if not the whole country um 
you know, and we've stainless been in operation. Steel as opposed to, not to give any way As secrets, opposed to not stainless steel. Home Depot buckets, Rubbermaid bins. What? Yeah, <laughs> not he's stainless not, yeah. steel. All right. Not okay. stainless steel. Okay. So higher quality product, a little bit more expensive on the overhead. And, and uh, I mean. And that's, we're the only lab in the state and one of the few in the whole country that'll let you come in and see our facility. And so the, like if you're a brewer or you guys, you can come in and see what we're doing. Well, I'm trying to be totally transparent about how we're growing yeast. Uh, you know, uh, you can all the, any brewer, we're more than happy to have them come in and see it. We've brought um, all the mines students. Mines has a brewing program. They all came and did a tour of the lab. You know, that's, we're trying to be, I'm really proud of how we're doing stuff. And so we're trying to, to show people that. And Sam, why have we not been up there then? If you knew this guy, and you're bragging about it, and you know, yeah, where, Sam, and, and you guys are right by book. Yeah, and the and the shop is right by uh, Denver Sports Lab. Yeah. Yeah. Right next. Oh, to is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's right there, man. Like a thirty foot walk. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys can come and see. Yeah. Matt, I have no idea. He's useless. I'm sorry. I am, he's I useless. I uh, I have not been good at, at you know uh, at at fostering the continuation of this show in the way that I should. No, this is happening now. I mean, this is easier than you know. We got a we got a smart guy on the on the on the horn and everything. So um, I guess uh, Matt, if you could kind of aside from making your stuff in in stainless steel, what is your pitch to to breweries? Um, that make you different than Inland Island or, or the other competitors? Is it the, is it having those 12 strains always available? Is it the experimentation that haps, happens outside of those 12 strains? What is it? So when I, when I first started, I thought that the key would be you sell your product for a lower price. You know, you basically like cut your margin and that everybody's going to flock to you because you've got the best price. That has not been the case. That was a bad strategy. The I think a better strategy is having higher customer service and carrying stuff that people can get for tomorrow and having strains that you can't get anywhere else. And so we uh, we put a bunch of people are brewing seltzer. No matter how you feel about seltzer, um, a bunch of craft breweries are doing it. And a lot of them, it takes one to two months to ferment the seltzer because there's no... If you're not familiar with seltzer, you basically just ferment table sugar or corn sugar. And it takes one to two months for the yeast to chew through that sugar. And so we put together a little kit that has all the nutrients the yeast needs and then a yeast strain that works really well in that low um, nutrient environment so that it's done in seven days. And Jeez. really it can be done as soon as three to four days. And so it's having products that people... It's it's trying to like meet what people need next, and so like the the price, the pricing was a bad idea. It's having products that that people want that are different, that are new, that they can only get from you. So what kind of research are you so doing? You're the to figure out the market. Sorry, Jay, this damn Zoom thing is killing it. Because usually we can just make eye contact. It's no, it's um, your internet speed. Your internet is shitty. I know. I can see you bubbling. Yeah. And. I'm crystal clear. I look better than I've looked in years on okay. this thing. Um, Do you have the little zoom make me look good filter on? 
Yeah, yeah. It's called the spotlight. It's not strong enough. So that you guys can see all my flaws. <laughs> no, it's – go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, I don't remember what I was going to say. God damn it. Um, what was it, Jay? Yeah, you got to keep up, man. You got to maintain here. I know, maintain. I know. I was, I was just going to point out that uh, it sounds like Matt Peets and Propagate are – solely responsible for the proliferation of breweries here in the state of Colorado offering up a seltzer product. Much sure sounds to the chagrin like it. of Dr. Samuel J. I, on the other hand, I'm not a horror. I'm not, a, I'm not against it completely. I enjoy a hard seltzer. So. Put her on, put her on. Why a you be out Why am I drinking my beer outside? Why did you throw your can? On the ground. Oh, the wind blew my can off the table. I'll pick it up. <laughs> what kind of research you know, don't to kind of figure don't be out trends and everything like that? Are you, are you, what are you reading? How are you uh, collecting data? Um, obviously, you're a very well-educated person who's predicting or at least trying to predict uh, some of these trends. So how, how do you do that? I mean, it's, uh, so what's, what's nice is that um, except for maybe uh, the customers we have out of state, I'm able to answer the phone and talk to everybody, go to the brewery and drop off their yeast and talk. It's just being like part of the community. And so it's, I think trends that are up and coming are probably really low alcohol beer or NA beer. I've heard a lot of people talking about that. Um, you know, people are, they, they, they realize they just have four or five fermenters. And so they're very interested in this quike yeast because it lets them turn out more beer because they can ferment it faster. It's just trying to, I mean, right now what everybody's doing is brewing lagers. Yeah. You know, you, you have freed up a ton of your production space for the next four to eight weeks. And so everybody's brewing lagers. And so it's being plugged into the community and just listening to what they want. You know, that the purpose of my business is to serve brewers, not to, you know, that that's the purpose. So are you doing the sales too? Yeah, I do most of the sales. I mean, I, I, I've been doing this in Colorado for so long now. I know almost everybody here. It's out of state sales that are really hard. Um, cause I don't know anybody. So I was supposed to go to a big conference for the New York Brewers Guild and talk about making seltzer and fermenting with quite yeast. Um, this past week, but they obviously they canceled that conference. So, okay, as they should have. As they should have. Yeah, the conference was probably going to be in the Javits Center, which is now the world's biggest field hospital. So, yeah, you're you're, you're probably better off. Um, I shouldn't make light of a horrible situation, but at the same time, what else are we going to do besides drink beer and poke fun every once in a while? That's what you're doing. There you go. Um, Based on uh, based on some of the things you've said, I feel like you should be involved in at least one of not our our episodes, but the uh, upcoming we'll call it our personal little collab fest um, with Dan I because I can't pronounce his last name any better than Sam can pronounce Justin's last name. Formerly of Blue Moon, we're going to be doing our online Cicerone tastings, um, and damn, I feel like. Unless Dan hates the idea, uh, uh, <laughs> yeast a yeast perspective having that conversation is probably huge, especially if or when the uh, the Cicerone tastings get to the point where they're with a client of propagates. I mean, it, I don't know, Sam. I'm thinking outside the box here. Um, 
I'm just trying to get and this your internet's fast. failing again. No, I'm just trying to get this sip fest figured out. I got that that that's my focus right now. One to, thing at a time. Yeah, we're we're at T minus uh three and a half days, buddy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so sip fest. The idea is you we, everybody's just gonna drink for four hours and post photos of them drinking. Uh, I think it's six hours, which is really causing hours. a problem in my Ooh. house. Yeah, yeah, six hours. Trying to figure yeah, out how we to might stream. need to put together like I'm thinking the thing that we need to do is get some like rolled up plastic cattle fencing and stretched out a big safety space in a park in the local neighborhood. Yeah, Jay. So the kids can be set free at the very least. Yeah. So that, uh, that six hours of drinking is a little bit more responsible than it should be. If only we could do that. If only we could do that. No, we're trying to figure out the best way to, to – I mean, I've got everybody's email who bought a ticket. And so those who bought a ticket or a shirt or a sponsorship, I can easily email them and say, here's the Zoom meeting or what have you. Literally have my wife on that every day for a couple hours trying to figure out the best option because um, people are, are, are doing things on Facebook. They're doing things on Zoom. So we're not sure. We've got a call with Shawnee actually after this to uh, figure out what to do next. I don't know. Um, we're, we we want to do something live, but fuck. It's, the, the Brewers Guild is trying to do a bigger event in two weeks, two to three weeks, which is what our meeting's about, in which there would be more structured kind of festival or conference-like uh, uh, sessions. Um, so we don't really want to step on their toes. And also, this isn't about um, that for us. It's more or less a fundraiser for everybody. So um, I'll let you know. <laughs> we're not sure yeah it's well, crazy it's, to try and get more than like a dozen people on zoom yeah <laughs> yeah it's, yeah i know i mean we thought about especially you run the risk of a dick getting drawn on somebody's face at this point what is this porn bombing have you heard about this zoom porn bombing, bombing? that's what that's what i just said that's exactly what i was alluding to but I, allude okay. with an a not an e elude yes 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 i had to send that i had to send the definitions to a to a coworker earlier this week or i guess it was late last week because i was furious over his inability to use the correct word in the sentence so um yeah allude means to make a reference to or imply elude means to <laughs> evade or escape there you go. or avoid it's very good jay that, that <laughs> Um, 20 years worth of college education right there matt who do you who's more fun for for a yeast uh is it a yeast maker what i don't know what your title would be but uh to work with yeaster yeaster uh is it uh is it say like a mockery which experiments with everything or is it a um a denver beer co that has a consistent uh kind of series of products uh catalog of products what's what's kind of more fun you don't have to label either one or the other but which type of brewery i, I mean i like people that so uh, to be honest it's a little stressful when people try and push the envelope too much you know yeah. we uh, you you walk through a bunch of like i had a guy order yeast he wanted to start the beer at um like 32 play-doh or something which is just like this insane like that's not gonna work right it's, you're trying to make like a 15 beer. A plate. Uh, sorry, it's a measure of how much sugar is in the wort, and that determines how much alcohol you're going to end up with. Uh, and so, people who want to brew a beer that's ten or fifteen percent alcohol, they need to start with a bunch of sugar. And yeast does not like that. That's that's not happy for yeast. And so, while that's fun, is like a problem to try and solve. 
uh, you're also held responsible if it doesn't go so well. Um, so, I, you know, it's, it's fun to see what people, you, you know, I basically get to see what 200 brewers are, uh, have come together with and what they want to try and make and the flavors they want to try and get out of here. And that's a lot of fun. I, I mean, I definitely like people that push the envelope, but, mm -hmm. um, it's also somewhat stressful because they want to hold you responsible if, if it doesn't go so well. Makes sense. So, so that being said, you, you have a behind the scenes look at 200 plus breweries. Um, it sounds like the bulk of them in the Metro Denver, Colorado area, who should we be watching COVID-19 aside? Who should we be watching right now? Whose beer should we be trying? Who's, who's the next big brewer? I am very disappointed that um, World Beer Cup isn't going to go through because I think there were a number of people, um, Seedstock Brewing, uh, Prost Brewing, Deuces Wild, Peak View. I think they were all set to um, to medal at uh, World Beer Company or at uh, World Beer Cup, and now it's not going to happen. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it, and at least. Two of those we've interviewed, Sam. Yeah, I know. For sure. Seed stock and uh -huh. peak view. That puts us ahead of the trend by that much, which never happens. The crew way. at Peak View has been uh, really, really supportive of Sip Beer Fest, probably more so than any other brewery. Not to say that nobody's that people aren't doing a great job, but uh, Sean and AJ and Justin are are they've been doing a hell of a lot, uh, just kind of reposting and all of that. So I really appreciate them, and they've said nothing but good things about a uh, one Mr. Matthew Peets. So um, it's it's no surprise in talking to you, but. Uh, what I mean, what else do, what else do we need to plug here? I mean, we got uh, are you, uh, what can can brewers contact you if they have questions? I mean, what do you want us to do for you on this on this little show of ours? Because we want to keep you. Yeah, I mean, questions the craft breweries. Yeah, uh, I, of course you can contact me for yeast. Um, I mean, I, I think the biggest plug right now is if if you like craft beer, you need to go buy some right yeah. now. You know, this, this is your opportunity because you, these people rely on, on their local community. So now is the time to support them. That's perfect. Uh, Matthew Which, Yeah, go ahead, Jay. I don't think we got this on recording, but thanks for responding to my drunken mass text. <laughs> You're welcome. No. Otherwise, um, this would have never happened. Uh, if what, you what, Matt, what were you drinking? By the way, we never got a, yeah. we never got word on what you were drinking. Oh, wake up, dead uh, from Left Hand. We did a uh, we did some quite use for them um, for Collabfest, which I'm super disappointed is canceled because I'm not going to get a drink all these awesome Collabfest beers. Yeah, yeah. Sam, I think there's one guy in Denver that gets more free beer than us. I know it's that guy right there. Look and at we're him. We're talking to him. Believe it or not, he's 17 he's years old with a face like that. He's 17. Smug, he's yeah, aged. Smug son of a bitch. Aged, I, yeah, yeah. I shaved for the first time in like two weeks. So you guys I, for should, this, you for should this. not have. I didn't no, even not shower for this. For this. <sighs> I let my wife cut my hair, so that's why I'm wearing a hat. Oh. That's why you're wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah, she's There's a lot of that going around the city right now. A little bit disappointed, but um, uh, oh. Matthew Peets, we'll do this again as soon as we're out of our shelter in place. Um, thank you, buddy. Yeah, come have a beer at the lab. Yeah, thank yeah, you guys. We will. We'll load up. I didn't know we could do that. We're yeah, gonna, come we're have a beer at the up. lab. Yes, we Next got time it. Time for sure. All right, Matt Peets, uh, right. probably the smartest Stay guy we'll safe, ever Matt. have on this show. All right, see you, buddy. Take care. <laughs>